Unscripted. Unshackled. Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel Fuller. I would show anything. I'd show my hee-hee and my hoo-hoo oh. and my ha-ha. <laughs> Holly O'Connor. Hey, Daddy, you want to take this to the bedroom? And Scotty the Body. I am officially not only the grill daddy, but I'm a hot grill daddy. Oh, wow. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only from Hot 101.5, Tampa Bay's new hit music. Girl, we is about to be done for the year. <laughs> this is true. And we tired. We're limping to the finish line. You're mm. literally limping. You to- are, yeah. <laughs> literally. Like, my, my knee is, is broken almost. It's yeah. not broken, but it, there's something wrong with it. Something. Yeah. Um, Right before we started the podcast, we were just talking about how behind the scenes, it is like everybody that we work with wants something from us. Yeah. Um, even corporate, they're like, oh, we need y'all to do this thing and this That's thing. That's the other thing. Can, yeah. You know, like, of all the things that corporate could have, like, sent out at any point yeah. when we were, like, twiddling our thumbs. Yeah. They're like, first of all, we need your end of year review, which they always sort oh, of I need. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I, I was just going to be absolutely honest. It is my least favorite part of this company. Yes. So just I'm putting that out there. So right. that always pops up in the last damn second. Right. And then they're like, oh, wait, y'all need to take plug Ola payola training. Oh, Which, yeah. By the way, they sent that email out like yesterday. yesterday. And they give you three options. One of them is today. Yes. And it like the and then the other two options are next Tuesday when we're on vacation. Yep. So and I'm like, OK. I understand, like, that's a legal, mandatory thing, but also at the same time, do you know how many times we take Plugola Payola training? Like, any radio personality that would, that ever had the idea to commit Plugola or Payola should be punched in the face. Oh, well, Scotty doesn't know what it is, so that's why we need to take the training. There we go. That's why we got that. You're the reason. You're you're the reason. It's your fault. You're the reason. Hold up. You're the reason. The problem is is that we were notified yesterday. Yes, that is. That's where it's annoying. And I'm like, okay, of course I have the time, but I don't want to make the time for it. Well, that's the thing. With any business you work in, before you go on, if you have the opportunity to go on like a long holiday break. Yeah. It is just or any painful. vacation. Yes. Because you always have to do more work to to take the time off. Yes. yes. And yes. they're like cramming everything in and I'm like and my patience is a little bit more thin than normal because of my leg right now and I'm trying when every email that comes in not to like send off a sarcastic like bitchy email mm. and I'm really trying because I feel like that's not Miguel Fuller move but I feel like I'm real close to saying per my last email. Mm. Bitch. Oh dear, because you know oh, that's God. what that means. Per my last email is, if you had a bleep bleeping brain, <laughs> you'd know the answer already. I just feel like we are limping towards the end of 2020. Like it's, it's just been a lot. It's it's been a year of uh, shit. Oh yeah, what? Shit. Yes, yes. <laughs> there's there's no other way to put it. There's and, no other more eloquent word to say. Everyone's got family stuff. Like, I know, Scott, you got family, like, health issues going on. Mm. My mom has health issues going on. And it's why? Why always in the compiled, and I made that word up, in, like, in the end of the year? Because, like, my mom's dentist is, like, doing too much. Like, she's extra, I feel like. And I have the same dentist, but I'm, like, just no. We're not right. doing that right now. But my mom's, like, oh, we got to get this. So, like, she had to get a retainer. But then... In the course of the time that she got a retainer for her nighttime stuff, it's like a mouth guard, it's moved the top teeth. 
And so my mom was like, look at my teeth. Do they, they hurt and they look like they moved. So uh. I'm not going to fix that. And then like, she's got some nonsense going on with like her thyroid and uh. we had to go get that checked out. Now she needs a biopsy. And I'm like, y'all, it's too much. Uh. And then at school, I don't know if this is how it is for your kids, but like, for some reason, why they have to cram everything in before the break. Like, just do it in January. Right. So, like, they're doing all the most at school, too. So they already have their normal school stuff. Um, my daughter got into this other, you know, program in addition to her normal stuff. They've decided to put, like, two extra assignments in that are due this week. Mm. Then they also have an extra... Um, what was the the final extra thing? They had to like color something extra for one of the people, and they had to. We have to um, do. I don't, I don't want to give too much away because I don't want you to know where my daughter goes to school. Uh. But there's like one extra extra other thing that needs to get done, and all these emails like flooded in yesterday. They're like, oh. Don't forget this paper. Don't forget that paper because you're gonna need it if you could just make sure to get it before the break, which is Friday. So I'm like. Y'all, I have a seven-year-old who's, like, how much do you want me to make her do? Because yesterday was a bad night because we had to do extra stuff. I just feel like as an adult, I sometimes want to do that pouty thing that kids do and just be like, I don't want to do it. She did. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to respond to the email. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I know. I don't want to do it. I know. I know. I don't. I don't. I don't. Like, when my mom had to get, like... When we got the call about having to get a biopsy, even to the, the woman at my mom's doctor's office, I was like, really? Like, now, I, we don't need this. She uh, was like, I know, I'm sorry, but if you could just schedule that. I was like, no, I will. I just, like, well, it's, it's a lot. I mean, that's how I feel right now with, with my knee. And when yesterday I went, because I, I, I heard it somehow. It's been class the weekend of Thanksgiving. Still dealing with it now, mm. you know, three weeks later. And... It, then it dawned on me this weekend, I was like, oh, my gosh, we're going out of town Friday to, like, this cabin where, like, we were going to, like, do stuff outside, sit in the hot tub. Like, I probably would be sitting on the couch in this cabin this whole time while everybody does stuff. And so when I went to my orthopedic surgeon doctor yesterday and he, like, felt around my leg, my knee and was like, you know, and it hurt and I slapped his hand away. <laughs> yeah, um, that's pretty funny. And then they were like, all right, well, we're going to have to get you an MRI. So then when I called to get an MRI and they were like, we don't have any openings until next week. And I was like, no, no. Like, no, actually, just just do it. I did. Just cut it off. Just cut Throw it off. off the whole knee. Yeah. So it's just like this year, everything that you thought you wanted to do, it's not going to happen. No. Or it didn't happen. Uh, let me interject with one piece of what I believe is good news, though. Please, because I feel like the last five minutes has just been nothing but hellfire. Yeah. So I do have some good health news in one aspect of life. Okay. So I um, I have a brain tumor. <laughs> just a pile on. Wow, Holly, that is, you are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy. Okay, okay. And it's funny because sometimes, like, I think about that meme, by the way, where people, it's like a, a funny thing where they're like, I don't know if my headache is from dehydration or all the work I have to do or the fact that I stayed up too late scrolling Instagram or I have a brain tumor. And I'm like, <laughs> no, but I really do. Me. Uh, but I do. So, um, and of course, it's, it's you know, stressful having it but then i don't think about it a lot of the time because does it hurt no there's i have no symptoms whatsoever and it is a meningioma 
which is a non-cancerous, slow-growing tumor that typically uh, grows from, like, you know, you have, like, a layer of, like, um, a a membrane layer Mm. over your brain. Mm -hmm. To keep it protected? Yes. It's called the meninges, and that's where this type of tumor grows from, that layer. So it just, it's, like, kind of, like, growing in towards my brain. So I've been, I was, I know. Girl. I just literally thought about the gray matter and I thought about someone touching my brain. And like something in there yeah. that's not supposed to be like moving the crack. it. Yeah. Like moving. It's like, uh, I think it's like starting to poke down in between two of the little uh, ridges. It, it's like if you have t- 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 tiles, tiles, and you have like dirt, and then like you're trying to get the, the broom, yep. you're trying to like sweep it up, to but get you it can't. Out of there. Yeah. yeah. Like, and then you had to like get your finger in there and get it. Like, that's. Uh. Oh. Uh, now I thought about it. <laughs> like, I feel like my brain itches now. <laughs> I, I want to scratch my brain. <laughs> I know. It's in there. So, um, like, at the very beginning of this year, I had an MRI, again, because I've had several. I've discovered this in, like, July of 2018. So I've known about it for a couple of years now. So I've, of course, been keeping up with MRIs. And the only doctor I ever saw was the doctor that performed the surgery to remove this exact same type of tumor from my mom's brain back in 2017. Mm. So it's familial, you know, it goes down through whatever. Um, and so I've been seeing her, and then back in January, she's like, well, it's probably at the size where you might want to think about doing something, either like um, a laser gamma knife procedure to, to, to stunt it, kill the growth. Uh, gamma or, knife? Yeah, it's like a ray. It's a ray. Like, you don't go in your skull. It, like, shoots radiation into the tumor and stops it from growing. Wow, that sounds like space. It does. It does. Wow. I'm getting to the good point in the story. I promise. I'm sorry. Or actually have surgery to remove it. And so uh, I went and visited the Gamma Knife lady, and she's like, I don't know. I mean, we could, but you're young enough. You should probably just have it removed because the Gamma Knife thing is not guaranteed to be permanent for your whole life. It may eventually start growing again. And I was mm. like, oh, why is this options? Ugh. Well, anyway, then the pandemic hit, and I'm like, not doing anything with it now. No. no. Old Pebbles is going to just stay up there because <laughs> I'm not going volunteering, voluntarily going to a hospital in the middle of COVID times. Well, now the COVID times are kind of like, you know, we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started thinking, I really would like a second opinion. Not not, not to say, like, like I I believe it exists. Right. I don't think yeah, yeah. that it's not there. But I've never seen another brain surgeon who might have a different angle. Um, so I found someone, thanks to actually one of our MNH fan members, who has a really um, great reputation and works at USF Health. Mm. Um, and so I'd like to get in to see him. So I wanted to get another MRI done. Um just to kind of see where we're at. Right. So I went and got an MRI done the week of Thanksgiving. So it had been almost a full year mm-hmm. between the, you know, I had one in January. Now I had it at the end of November, about a year. Um, And I'm waiting on this guy to call me back, the USF health guy. And I, I need to call again. I just, I hate when I continually have to follow up mm-hmm. yeah. doing it. Um, So I need to call back and see if I can get in with this guy so he can take a look at this MRI. However... My normal doctor who wrote the thing for me to go get the MRI Thanksgiving week, she's, like, out of town or something, but one of her colleagues wanted to set up um, uh, one of those, like, a FaceTime call with me. They're mm-hmm. like, well, we wanted to go over your results with you. And I was like, that probably doesn't sound like it's good. Why they got to go over oh. my results? I know what I got. Why are they going to talk to me about oh. it? Well, he got on the phone with me, and uh, he's like, as you know, <laughs> I'm sure, right? You, you know. I'm like, I know. I got a meningioma. It's, uh, it's in there, you know, hanging out. And he's like, 
Well, I did want to let you know that from what I can tell, it hasn't grown at all since January. Mm. It's the same size. It hasn't moved. I'm like, oh, God, it could move. Ooh, does it sprout legs and, like, crawl across Jesus, your brain like no. an ant? Oh, my God, no. Mm. No. Anyway. I can feel it oh, in between my stop. So he said it hasn't moved, it hasn't changed, and, you know, he was saying that that's a good thing over the course of one year and that I'm not, I don't have any symptoms from it. And so I was like, well, this one brain surgeon I've been seeing said that it might be time to do something about it. And he's like, well, the good news is that since it hasn't gotten any bigger and since you're not having any issues with it, you might not have to do anything about it for a while. He said, and then what you could do is just, you know, keep getting every six months or every year, getting another MRI to obviously keep it an eye on it and monitor yeah. it. And mm-hmm. then if it starts to look like it's getting bigger, then you make that decision. And I felt mm. like that was great news. That is good. Now, I know that there is a train of thought to like, you know, it's there. You could just schedule the surgery and get it taken care of. Yeah, that's. I got it. Yeah. Uh, but I also am not hugely fond of the thought of going into my brain unless absolutely necessary. Right. Yeah. Well. Just because of what my mom has all been through, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. You absolutely. Know? Yeah. Even no, no. if your mom hadn't been through it, the fact that they're opening up your body and your skull. Yeah. To like go in there and see what's going on, that would be scary for anybody, right? Um, what? So if, so if I felt like I had, that was my good news. Is, Maybe sorry if it wasn't. No, it's good. fine. I'm I'm depressed now, but it's fine. Uh, no, I'm kidding. It was um, good news. I no, thought it was fine. good news. No, I'm That's crying good. right now. It's fine. Um, what? I need some medicine. Um, what if? Is it possible that if it doesn't grow, like like let's say we're we go another year and it doesn't grow, mm-hmm. that it's done, or? It is possible. Or or, or, there, or is there no telling? Well, there is no telling. However, I will say my aunt has had a meningioma for apparently quite some time now. Oh. And found out about it even before my mom found hers. This oh. is just all, come on, everybody in my family. Everybody. S- sign up for it. Ugh. Uh, so she has one in like the back of her skull area and it doesn't grow. It hasn't, they don't think it's grown for years. Mm. They have no idea from whence it came or at what time. Right. But they just monitor it. Now, she gets headaches sometimes, mm. but uh, nothing happened, and it's still there, and they're not going to do surgery. So mm. it's possible that it just doesn't grow anymore, and if it doesn't, I'm not taking it out. No, I agree. Um, I get If that. it does grow, obviously, we'll have to look at some things, but I'm almost at this point, and I understand what the what the lady told me, but I'm almost more inclined to do the gamma ray procedure, the gamma knife, and then just keep, I don't care if I have to keep monitoring it. And then if it does, you know, start to grow again, shoot it up with the knife again, the gamma knife. Can we call it the space knife? Sure. I just feel sounds like. Sounds similar enough. Yeah. I just feel like that sounds more like you're going into space. Like Holly's having a space knife procedure. Right. Space knife in my, on my brain. Like you're being sucked up by UFOs and they're going to suck it out for you with a space knife. 
That'd mm-hmm. be really nice of them yeah. to do it. Just, I don't know whether they suck it out. No. They can just kill it. No. Well, listen, they're aliens, so they can, you <laughs> don't know, true. girl. They got powerful suck features that we don't know about. We don't even know about it. So, yeah. yeah. So, I feel like those are, like, some options that I'm looking at now. Because remember, like, we talked earlier this year. I was like, well... I'm either going to take time off in the summer or time yeah. off na- literally now, now at Christmas to get brain surgery. And I just feel like uh, the fact that I don't have to do that right now, I'm thankful for it. No, that's good. I Because I remember we were planning for you being out yeah. for maybe like a whole month in the summertime or something just for recovery yeah. to see. And then we were trying to figure out like what we would do in that case. Right. So that's great. We don't have to figure that out and that you're going to be okay. I know. I'm, I'm glad for it. I mean, obviously, I'm going to have to do something about this at some point, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also... It's just, it's, it's, it's scary. I think that's one of the, another scary thing about getting older is when you start to see like your health yeah, and you start to see how it really impacts you. Um, and like watching my grandmother go through what she's been through mm-hmm. and then watching my mom now go through her stuff with her brain aneurysm and her trying to like get back on the horse. Cause she's supposed to start back work. Oh, uh, yeah. Monday coming up. Oh, wow. And she's just like, still not a hundred percent. But like she's got to make a living and she's got to pay her bills, and it's and it's just it's stressful. Mm-hmm. It's just when you get older and then you start to see the reality of the world and how harsh it can be. It just gets scary sometimes. Like when mm-hmm. you see how truly cruel, not just people, but how time and life can be towards you. Yeah. Oh yeah, time. and how it's so hard to maintain that like positive outlook when stuff just continues to happen to you over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. that it's so hard to be so like, I love the world. I love everybody. Ha, ha, ha. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, I can give you 20 reasons why life ain't so grand and why it ain't so great. But you got to find the one. You got to find the one. And unfortunately, it's so hard. That's why why when we do all the feels, you know, and we're like, I, I like to qualify it with, you know, take responsibility for the energy you bring into your space. We know that's not easy. Right. Yeah. Because it's not. Right. And that's why we do this segment. Um, but, yeah, so I just wanted to share my little bit of good news because per that doctor's call, he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't you have to do it. Like, you don't have to jump into action right now. But so. we got the space knife if you need it. Right, and I would rather <laughs> do the space knife. Like, space knife me up. It's twenty about to be 2021. If there's a space procedure instead of using an actual knife to make my skull open, let's do that. Suck it up! Um, also, with being an adult on that vein... We haven't really gone over the election. Oh, my. We're going down some dark tunnels today. Oh, okay. I mean, why not? Listen. I mean, I didn't mean no, to make I, it a dark tunnel. No, I just no, was... yours isn't. Miguel, I, I sense it. I see it. I feel it. I you see are the in darkness that... in you. No, yeah. yeah, you're in that mood where you're like, I'm going down into the darkness, and I'm just going to I'm gonna live it up right yeah, now into the darkness. If you were Anakin Skywalker, you would be, like, leaning towards the Oh, yeah, right you'd now. have, like, the red eyes going mm-hmm. right now with the cloak over your head mm-hmm. and about the cut up some people with your lightsaber oh yeah Yeah. listen i've learned to embrace my darkness like i used to act like it wasn't there but sometimes i need to tap into it and today's one of those days what Hmm. What? no it's interesting like i okay no this is going to take it in a whole different direction i don't want it to go there but it is funny because it's like as soon as it's like you you feed it that's like and this is not just you this is like anyone like this conversation like where it's about to go it's like i'm gonna feed it like i feel like crap Feed the crap. That's how I get when I get, like, again, this doesn't happen often, but when I get angry Mm -hmm. and I just enjoy that feeling of, like, I am so mad right now. I'm going to find any reason to be mad, Mm. and I'm just going to live in it. 
Well, because I feel like what I've learned is you have to have a balance. And, like, when I used to just ignore the, like, evil side, and when I say evil side, <laughs> I'm not going out and, like, killing people or anything I like that. Not. But just being, like, completely honest with my reactions to stuff. Like, this morning on the air when, Holly, you were talking about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and about um, – what was it? What was the last Avengers movie? Oh, Endgame. Endgame. oh Endgame. yeah, because I was, we were like having a playful thing about how I'm like, no, 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 spoil it, and you're like, everyone dies. I was like, everyone dies, everyone dies, everyone dies, everyone dies. Like that's something it that did have comedic effect, but also you were serious. Oh, absolutely. I mean, because like there is always the side of me in the back of my head that like wants to be that dick or wants to be that person that mm. like ruins stuff or it's. Oh, evil. fun. That's okay. But, like, I never, I never, like, given to it except for today when I was just like, everyone dies in the movie. They all die. They all die. It's been two years. You should have watched the movie. Oh, you I that? didn't have the time. I don't care. It's not my responsibility. They're all dead. So you'd be the fixed. dick today, and Scott would be the deer, and I'm the dork. Yes. That was that would be how it all uh, square out. Yeah. But I feel like sometimes you have to like feed into it, and you have to like well, you have let to, like, it acknowledge yeah. it. Exactly. And today's one of those days where so I'm just you just like, want to really acknowledge yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I should have put on my black Harry Potter cloak today because mm. yeah, like, it would have made a little more sense right now. All right. Yeah. Well, you know what, Miguel? In honor of your darkness. Okay. Let's uh, let's open Pandora's box a little bit. Okay. So I will say this. If you are sensitive to politics, if you do not agree with our politics, then maybe this part of the podcast you don't want to listen to because I'm just going to like let the filter off. Oh, because I haven't on social media. I haven't on the show. We haven't had the opportunity on the podcast, but there are just some things that I just want to just get off my chest. Okay. That have just been eating me up inside. Mm. Okay. So we'll get this is now your time if if you'd like to shut off the negative energy that's about to pour, pour out of Miguel Fuller and possibly the rest of us as we get sucked into his whirlpool then this would Can't be the suck time. man, but I'm going to talk about it. Okay. Donald Trump, oh, okay. <laughs> is one of the worst human beings we have ever encountered in America. Okay. He is actively trying to destroy our democracy. And for people, and I'm sorry if this is you, who try to defend him at this point, it is now December 15th. The electors, the, the Electoral College have certified the votes. There's one more thing that we have to go through January 6th to make it officially official and then the inauguration. Mm -hmm. If you are still one of those people saying the election was stolen, I'm sorry, but you are dumb. I cannot, I can't fucking not. All these fucking years, we have sat here as mm. Democrats, as liberals, you've called us pussies, you've called us snowflakes, and we've gone with it. We've like, you know what? Well, we will regroup and we'll We cried harder. our liberal tears. We, we cried our liberal <laughs> tears at our marches, and we had our posters, and you, we had our signs, and you told us that we were pussies for doing marches. Mm. You told us we were pussies for being sad that our, 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 our person didn't win. Now, you're actively trying to fucking ruin democracy. I mean, like, literally, he's not saying let's recount. They're saying let's throw out votes throwing when out there votes, is yeah. no 
proof. And we're talking about major democratic cities where there are black, mostly black people there. They're basically saying, let's throw it out. And now every conservative judge that they have put into place right. because they, that was their fail safe was, well, you know what? If we don't win, we can go through the courts. They were like, get up out of here. You're ruining the Constitution. Literally. You're ruining the Republic. Yeah, it's been, it's been um, what is it, uh, thrown out yes. by, the, by the judges. Let me tell you something right now. The 70 plus million people who voted for Donald Trump, and I am praying to God that half of those people are like, you know what? I voted because I've met some people who I and that was a little harsh. If you voted for Donald Trump, I'm not saying you're dumb <laughs> because I've met plenty of people that were like, hey, listen, I just see his worldview that way. Not the racist well, part. Or it's whatever. also inaccurate. So you can't. Right. Yeah. Right. So. I'm hoping that the 70 plus million people. Half of that, we're like, all right, I voted, he lost, let's move on. Well, yeah. He's going to be my next candidate for the Republican Party. You can tell that there's a good majority of, like, normal Republicans right. who maybe got on, like, the Trump bandwagon, and now they're just kind of like, well, right. All right. on to the next thing. Because in your actual life, it probably doesn't impact you daily. Right. So, I mean, like, there's plenty of folks that are just like, all right, I'm going to just... Listen, pull my that's down how I go felt, about my life. That's how I felt after John Kerry when he lost after the election because I had started the Young Democrats Club on my campus. And I was like, listen, we didn't really like him either, but we had to. But now we can find the next person. So that's fine. But for the other half of the people that I've seen with the 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 flags and the rallies and they're like, it's it's fake. The election was stolen. How? How? Like, please, I want someone to to tell me this. And I've but had they a few... do, though. They come with their conspiracy theories exactly. about, like, boxes of votes. And I'm like, okay, so did you actually read when his lawyers went to court? Right. They didn't present that information because it's not real. Because they knew it that they would be uh, thrown out for perjury. out. Not laughed out, like disbarred. It's not real. Like, it's not real. You were being duped. You are, and, and and not even listening to, like, liberal podcasts, because I listen to both. I listen to Straight Down the Middle, and I listen to liberal podcasts. If you just actually read what they said in court, mm. you will be like, oh, damn. They really, like, don't have any evidence. It's a show. It's a show. But, like, here's the thing. That show is ruining democracy. Yes. yes. So, yeah. like, let's take... 40 million people in the country. Let's say you got 40 million die-hard Trump people that are like, I'm still going to show up to the Trump rallies afterwards. Um, Joe Biden's not my president. These people are going to make it difficult for our government to move forward because what's going to happen are the Republicans that are in there, the Mitch McConnells and all those people and the Ted Cruz's and the Marco Rubio, they are going to play to those 40 million people and hoping that just those little people in the way that we have, the way that um, our our, um, counties, our our districts are drawn, Mm -hmm. they're going to try to uh, go after those people and let that tiny little base dictate what the other 250 million people in the country are about. That's the scary part. And that's the part when you pull mm-hmm. back and you look at the big picture, that's why this moment is so scary mm-hmm. and why a president who we've had 300 years of tradition, 200 plus years of tradition, and he's just fucking it all up. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because with like the concession of of the win, mm-hmm. and he hasn't basically no. yeah, yet, no. um, 
it's not a law that you do that. Right. But it's just that every other human in that office has done it for the good of the country. Exactly, right. yes. And so I read a really interesting article because, so I'm really interested in this um, this entire topic psychologically. And I'm sorry if I took this in a, if you weren't no, wrapped ahead. up. No, no. I was, I have been very interested psychologically about what's going on in America, not just with Americans um, and the divide that we're seeing, but also with Donald Trump himself, because I just, this is the part where you're going to roll your eyes if you don't, you know, if you're not on board with this. Like, I feel other people's emotions. Mm-hmm. There's this thing, it's being an empath, and I, I used to call it a woo-woo thing, too, until, like, I've just, there's only so many times you can be smacked in the face by your own uh, intuition and gut feeling and been proved right to yourself that you can't ignore it anymore. So I can feel things. And I've felt uh, this type of way about Donald Trump for a long time now where I get, like, actively, like, sick right. sometimes based on, like, what's being said or the way that it's being said. And it's, like, a value thing where I'm, like, I value people who are, you know, kind and um, respectful of others. This is Mm -hmm. not a president who does that. So I just, that started it. But Mm -hmm. then it's, like, when you see, like, the different moves and the different, you know, whatever it is. So I'm, let me bring it back. The article that I read was a psychologist who was going down the list of reasons why they believe that Donald Trump has severe narcissism and how he probably, because it's all an assumption, obviously. This person mm-hmm. didn't actually give a medical diagnosis. Right. But the assumption is that why he's a narcissist and what must have happened in childhood to make him that way. Mm. So after I got done reading the article, I was actually like, wow. Okay, if I can like remove the politics, and I can remove the um, everything for a moment. And just as a human, think about another human who has been created this way. It's actually very, very sad. Mm. Uh, and it was the first time in my entire life that I felt a twinge of what I guess could be considered empathy for Donald Trump because you don't just get this way out of nowhere. Right. So it's like... Children that are raised without, like, a loving parent or they have a parent, but the parent um, abuses them of some way, and it can, like, fully and utterly damage a child. It's just so happens to be that this man who was that damaged child somehow managed to, you know, develop this narcissism, and then it actually made him very successful. You see other mentally disordered people in high positions of power sometimes, too, because some of the traits that go along with narcissism or like grandiose thinking actually make you employable and successful in in what America considers a, a successful business model. Right. You know, like especially men, if you're a dick and you're just getting done what you want in your business, that's like applauded. Mm. So this is how he's made his way up the ladder. And then, you know, but the problem with narcissists are they don't feel empathy for others. They cannot. They're consistently afraid that they're going to be discovered uh, for what they are, which is completely empty on the inside, like it's Mm. a mask. And so all of these points that the author of this article uh, was making, the points were valid. Like they were listing like, you know, political things that had happened and how that related psychologically to 
what type of, of, of disorder this is. And I was like, this finally is helping me make sense. Because what I hear most from a lot of liberal friends I have is like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Finally, it helped me a little bit with my frustration in like, okay, I, I can kind of get this mm. from a scientific or psychological viewpoint. Doesn't mean I agree with it. Just means like, help me, give me some insight, please. So it, per this article and others that I've read, it's like this psychological disorder. But the the problem is like with those disordered people that they don't know what's wrong with them, really. Right. It's a huge front. They're just afraid that the front would be discovered. Mm. But the people around them that may be, you know, non-disordered, uh, rational thinking, logical brained people, they don't know what reality you, you don't know what reality you're looking at. Like, I'm not in your brain, Miguel. I'm not right. in your brain, Scott. Like, we all sort of operate on like a normal <clears throat> frequency. But if we had like a narcissist come up in here, we would imagine, okay, well, this person obviously thinks normal like I do, but they don't. Right. And so it's constantly a battle of, and I'm so sorry, I'm trying to think of a better word than, it's not normal and abnormal. It's um, non-disordered, I guess, to be politically correct, versus disordered thinking. But it's like, we're constantly trying to be like, how can you say that? What are you thinking? thinking it's a different brain system Mm. that's why it doesn't make sense but to the people who want to hear like whatever it is that he's saying Mm -hmm. maybe they want that viewpoint or belief or whatever they're like nope my president just said what i want Mm. so it's just it's so incredibly complex that's what makes it so devastating well and it's super hurtful you know like as a black person, when we've gone through Black Lives Matter and we've gone through Colin Kaepernick, mm. and when every time you turn around, you're told, well, don't protest this way. Not don't like protest that. this way. We are protesting for our lives, but yet you all can actively try to destroy the republic in People 200 are like, plus eh, years well, you know. of history and tradition. And there's a reason why we do these things so other countries know we have a peaceful transfer of power. Right. So during this lame duck session of the, the president and the Congress, that hey, you can't fuck with us because we have these procedures and policies in place that it's a seamless process. That's why they do it. Mm. That's why they do it. And he's actively fighting against that. But those people that are rooting for him, they're like, yeah, keep doing it. Give it to him. And that's but what's yeah, scary. But yeah, but hold on. But like when we're trying to say to police officers, don't shoot us, don't kill us. And they're like, well, you're being disrespectful to America and you're not a true patriot and you should go back to where you came from. Mm. How the, am the, I supposed to just sit down and be like, well, this is okay. And the this hypocrisy is, fine. is astonishing. And that is what I just can't get over is every day when I look at it. And I'm like, the the hypocrisy. And it's like, maybe it's that disorder where they can't see it. Yeah, you can't see. Well, and then, I mean, now that, okay, now that we brought race into the whole thing, I have some thoughts on that too. Yes. Because white people struggle. And I don't mean that to say that, okay, let's have some sympathy. No, I, I say that because we were born into a system that quietly makes it better for us, but we don't see it because we're in it. Right. 
So in order to like, you know, be woke, like wake up out of that, it's very difficult and it's very painful when you realize what it is. I use the 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 uh, analogy as a, as uh, leaving the matrix a lot. And I know Scott hasn't seen the matrix and maybe you haven't either. It's yeah. worth a watch. But when Neo finally got pulled out of the matrix, it was like ugly and painful. And like, he was like, what the actual fuck? Mm-hmm. Until like more white people have that. And I'm not saying th- these are like friends and good people and people who think that they're doing the right thing. Right. I thought I was doing the right thing. Yeah. There was a podcast this year and I wish I could find it because I wanted to um, have my friend listen to it because I it was either around the George Floyd time or maybe a little earlier. And for some reason, we were talking about being um, a white ally to like, you know, people of color. And Miguel, you were saying I, it's very fuzzy, but Miguel, you were saying something like, well, you know, you had a point about what we need to be doing. And I I felt defeated, frustrated, um, guilty, bad about myself. Like I felt all these negative emotions and I was like, well, what do you want from me? It was like, I was emotional and I wish I could find it. I, mm. I wish I could find this podcast. It's earlier this year and I have to go through too many of them. But I was like, I was at a point of like desperation where I was like, I'm about ready to not give a fuck anymore because everything I do is wrong. Everything you want me to do isn't right. I can't say this, but I shouldn't say that. Well, you know what? Fuck it. I don't want to be an ally anymore. And I was like in tears. And that's me who's had a black best friend for since 2008. Right. I felt I felt that. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to let you know if you're a white person who's feeling that right now, keep pushing. Mm. Because, and, I, I'm, and it's hard because, again, I don't want to be like, oh, we have it so rough. But in order to get it, that comes first. Right. And that's where we're at with a lot of white people. And, and it's like... It's unfortunate because as black people, I can imagine you're like, I'm done explaining this to you. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm tired and I'm done. Right. As white people, and I'm not speaking for all, but for some, we're also like, I'm tired of trying to understand this and be wrong every time. Mm-hmm. What more can I do? And that's like where the people that are woke or like the people that, you know, are still interested in reaching out they continue to reach out for those people and be like, okay, please keep going. Right. Because it doesn't do anybody any good to give up. But after that podcast, I don't remember what it was. It may have been, um, oh, I think it was actually when we shared that video of what systemic racism is. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what it was. Okay, I didn't know what it was when this year started. Oh, a lot of people did. A lot of people. It's one of those terms that got started being thrown around. Right. And people were like, wait, what? And and then you get the people that are high and mighty that are like, oh, you don't know what it is? Right. And that, by the way, if you're that person, not helpful, boo. No. No. Like, how about help educate, not sit on a perch and look down on people? Right. That's, ugh, those people really annoy me. Anyway, uh, when we watched the video for systemic racism, and I mean, this video broke it down to like a child's level, thank God, and it was non-judgmental, thank God, Mm -hmm. because it gave me space to learn Mm. and quietly say, okay, okay, wait, 
Oh. Right. I'm not saying all, and I'm not saying it's a black person's job to give it to them. But I feel like white people need that beat, Mm. that breath, Mm. that moment of, like, quiet reflection of someone to keep, like, sharing the video and maybe you stumble across it and, like, you want to do the work, but you're like, I don't even know where to go to do the work. I was so frustrated, so dejected and downtrodden thinking, like, I'm doing what I think is best. I don't know what else to do, and everything I do seems to be wrong. Push past that and get to that space of, like, some some deep reflective learning because that's when I finally was like, I get it now. Mm. And it's not something that you have to, like, put online on Twitter and on Instagram. You're like, <laughs> like I've had I an awakening. It. I get it. But now that we are bringing up the racial divide, and especially when it comes to politics, for people on national TV, and it it hurts me when they're like, well, there's 70 million racists in America. Mm. Because for white men especially, you can't call a white man a name that's derogatory. Right. There really isn't one. Right. So, but that's it. If you call a white man a racist... And they're not. They don't think they are. Now they're suddenly like, what the fuck? Right. But if they can just take a, that beat, that space, I feel like that's where the learning happens. But it doesn't do anybody any good to just be like, well, you're racist, so fix it. Right. Because nobody wants to hear that about themselves and then try to fix it. Well, and you got to realize, too, that Racism comes in many different forms. There's so many forms. And there's the term called a, called, called a dog whistle, where, you know, when you blow a whistle for a dog, only the dog can hear it. Humans can't hear it. And there are things that politicians do that outwardly it doesn't seem like it's racist, but it is. Mm. And for black people who recognize that, it's very hurtful. And these are people that conservatives look up to and say, these are my leaders. Mm. And when you hear them say that, and then to hear a friend that's like, I support you, but I'm voting for this person. And you're like, but you don't realize what they were saying was very hurtful. Right. And that's the disconnect. For example. Oh, good. I'm glad you found something because I had never even heard that term. You see? uh, mm -hmm. Dog whistle. Dog whistle politics, girl. Uh, Newt Gingrich. Newt Gingrich, he was the Speaker of the House, I believe, mm-hmm. um, from Georgia back in the 90s. And he's the one that ushered in this major wave of conservative um, success in the in the mid-90s when Bill Clinton was in office. He sent a tweet out yesterday that said, why is the Georgia Secretary of State working so hard to add drop boxes and take other steps to make it harder for Republicans to win? Is he really that intimidated by Stacey Abrams? So okay, break that down because I don't quite get it. So what a lot of Republicans were doing before the election and um, now in Georgia when they have these two Senate seats and what the term gerrymandering, what you may have heard. And this is where they try to draw congressional districts that don't make sense to benefit their party. Mm. Now, Republicans mm-hmm. and Democrats do it. Republicans have been more successful at doing it because they've worked harder at it, um, and they've had more wins um, in the Senate to be able to 
make that change happen, which is why these two Senate seats in Georgia are so important, because if the Democrats win, it'll be a Democratic Congress as opposed to Republican, and they redraw the districts every 10 years when the census comes out, and we just did the census, so they're going to be redoing the districts, and so it could be really bad. That's why it's so important for these two seats. So this is why the runoffs are so important? Yes, in Georgia, the two seats. So what has happened throughout the course of time in America is the black vote has continually tried to be suppressed in many different ways. Stacey Abrams, who ran for governor in Georgia back two years ago, has a fantastic documentary on Amazon Prime Mm -hmm. where they go over the historical issues of what has happened with it. This is a dog whistle because why would you not want to give everybody that is legally allowed to vote an opportunity to vote? And this is someone who is still a representative. He's not in Congress, but he's still a figurehead in the Republican Party. And he is actively saying on his Twitter, why are you trying to make it easy for other people to vote, for black people to vote? Well, I'm and, and break it down further for me, because that's and I feel stupid. No, not at all. Not but at all. that tweet sounded very political, like politicky. And I don't understand. I don't get it. So, like, right. what is he? I don't. When he said Republicans in the tweet, what is that? So what he's saying is because, like, all the higher positions in government in Georgia are Republican. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that they were able to flip it blue for Joe Biden and it was Stacey Abrams and other black women. Helping to encourage people to to, vote. Yeah, and they've been working on this for decades now. Um, They're basically saying, don't let all these, like, new voters, young people, black people, let's go to these specific parts of the state and only let Republican white people vote, or Republicans, because there are some black people that do that, Yeah. Um, let them vote, but let's not let the other people vote. Because if you have more Republicans that vote than Democrats, then those two Senate seats are going to go Republican. But I don't understand what he's saying. How is it making harder for, how is it, how is it being made harder for Republicans to vote? He is saying that the Secretary of State there, um, who is a Republican, has now been trashed by Donald Trump. Yeah. Because they're basically saying, like, why are you... They're only... They're wanting to basically have voter suppression. They're saying, don't put the voter boxes out. Don't do early voting. Don't do mail-in voting to let marginalized communities have the opportunity to vote. Just let them vote on that one day mm. and shrink the polling places in minority-owned or minority-owned minority places in Georgia, and just let the Republicans vote. Does so, that make sense? No, sorry. No, so, you're fine. We'll talk through it. So, it's like a public moment. So, um, by adding more options for voting. Is that discouraging Republicans from voting? I, I don't understand why like, he said that. Isn't so, it giving more opportunity for the people, like, you know, the marginalized people to vote? Like, you're giving more, it's like more locations for the communities that actually can't get out on that day. Right. Isn't that kind of close to that? Republicans have been saying since the Reagan era, and they, they're on tape, you can Google it, that, and Donald Trump even said this, the less people that vote, it favors Republicans because most people, even if they don't, if you if they know nothing about Democrats or Republicans and you just say, here's a set of values, the way that the government should be run. Here's another set of values. Most people are going to side with Democrats. And so when you allow every single person that's eligible to vote 
more than likely the Democrats are going to win. But if you suppress the amount of people that are Democrats voting Mm -hmm. and you only have, you max out your Republicans, Mm -hmm. then the Republicans' side is going to win. And so they're saying if you have Democrats on this side of town, Republicans on this side— Let's just shave off Pinellas County and Pasco County and let just Hillsborough and— So why is that making it harder for Republicans to vote? So because the Secretary of State, who's Republican, is Uh saying everybody votes. We're putting drop boxes everywhere. We're letting you absentee ballot vote. So he's he's doing the right thing. He's doing the right thing. And the Republicans are like, but that's not how we do it. It's supposed to be shady. Thank you. Does that make sense? Yes. I was like— why is the disconnect? Because I don't, mm-hmm. I didn't understand in the tweet why he's like, I'm like, why the fuck would it be harder for Republicans to vote than, right. than any other thing? Right. He's making it harder for them to win by allowing to everyone win. fair. Yes. I got it. it fair. Okay. Because everyone. that's why I was like, because I, I saw that tweet because mm-hmm. someone had retweeted it on my timeline and I read it and then I read it again. And mm. then I was like, this does not compute to my brain. So I'm just going to keep scrolling. Right. I didn't get it. Right. No, absolutely. And, and that's one of the things, because I'm such a political nerd and I read all the stuff and I, I'm like, I find it so fascinating. But like they have said out loud that the more people that vote, because I mean, look at all the progressive policies that have happened as our generation has been able oh, to yeah. vote. Yeah. Decriminalization of marijuana, gay marriage. I mean, all these things that, you know, and, and even in like the past, um, 10 years or so, how they'll still vote for, like, a Republican. Like, we went Donald Trump in Florida, but yet we still voted to uh, raise the minimum wage here. um, And we're getting closer to decriminalizing and making it okay for recreational marijuana. I I believe that's coming in, like, five years. Absolutely. So think about it. So, like, we are, we as a state, as a whole, lean more Democratic, but then we still vote for those Republican um, party people. So that's why it takes more time and more education for people to understand who and what they're voting on and why everyone should be allowed to vote. And I'm a person, and most Democrats, and if I'm wrong, please correct me, are like, let everybody vote. Let everybody, it should be like a full weekend. Like we should have a voting weekend that's a national holiday mm. that everybody should be able to vote. Because you know what? Maybe there's a lot of black people that are Republican that we don't know about. That's fine. As long as they vote, then I'll happily shut my mouth and work a little bit harder to convince those people to come over to my side. But everybody should be able to have the avail- the availability to vote. Right. And that's. Which is what, I mean, that's what mail-in and early voting is for, Right. Right. Is to get people to do it. So they should do that more. But Republicans don't like that. Right. Uh, yeah, They're right, like, right. All the no, mail you, shouldn't, in. you shouldn't mail But in. see, wasn't there an entire, this is this is what this is what baffles me, is that the stage was already set. The table was set for, right. well, don't trust the mail. Exactly, yeah. My own mother was like, I don't, you have to take me the day of. I'm like, ma, ma, it's the U.S. Post. You can track it. Mm-hmm. She was like, mm-mm. I don't know. I don't. I really think she thought someone was gonna like rip up her ballot. I'm like, who? Okay. So the table was set for the pump was primed for people to believe that mail-in uh, voting was not safe. Right. Then, when things didn't turn the way Donald Trump wanted, that's his go-to. Exactly. Well, I told you. I told you it wasn't gonna be safe because I lost. Now, had he won, I guarantee. Mail-in voting is safe. Oh, absolutely. Like, th- like, why? Why are we not seeing Listen, this? Donald Trump, and I believe this is the case, and I don't know if it's changed, but Joe Biden's Electoral College win 
is the same amount that Donald, Donald Trump, Trump won Hillary. in 2016 yes. when he called it a landslide, and now he's calling it fake, yes. fraud. And then at the same time, with all this fake and fraud, how is it that it's fake because you lost, but Mitch McConnell, oh, exactly. all the other Republicans, they won, and we're not trying to overturn those elections? I think that's because uh, that's even more maddening right? to this person who probably has narcissistic personality disorder. That's what makes it even more maddening because how dare they win? Right. But like it just didn't it didn't work. That's why I just I and I really really try my hardest to make sure that what I'm reading, what I'm taking in, I really do the research and try to be fair about it. So what you're hearing me say now is me just taking in a bunch of information making judgments and saying that just doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound right. Oh, maybe, you know what? Democrats are wrong on that. Like, because Democrats are still trying to find the way in our party right now between the super liberal side, the moderate side, mm-hmm. and the side that's like, well. The party was really split because mm-hmm. look what happened. Like, Bernie Sanders threw a whole freaking wrench in. Uh, yeah. Bernie Sanders was no uniter of the Democratic Party. Right, he, Well, right. he was an independent anyway. But that's right. what, like, a lot of people were wowed by Bernie Sanders and his policies. So when that didn't work out for them, they're like, well, fuck it. Right, yeah. It's not doing anything. It's just it's it's there's been a huge divide. We are in a sad state of affairs and hopefully Joe Biden, other leaders after Trump because he's not going away. Don't think for a second he will not be in the headlines when he leaves. I promise you that he probably won't attend the inauguration like <laughs> most presidents do. He'll probably have some rally or something day of, day before, which is highly, highly disrespectful because everybody gave him every opportunity to be successful, and he is not doing that. And that just goes to show you what a brat he is, Mm. that he will not have the same fucking courtesy to do it for the betterment, for the safety of our country. That's what worries me. And what worries me is that that's now the precedent for, Mm. okay, you don't get your way. We're going to just throw a fucking tantrum. And make it okay for your everyday citizen to not live in a decorous way. Right. Now, it's cool to just, like, you know, be disrespectful. I mean, because yes. think about it. The day I can pull the audio. The day after Donald Trump won last year, I got on our radio station and said, my person didn't win, but I surely hope that Donald Trump proves us wrong that he brings us together, that he is successful, and that maybe in four years I'll be like, wow, color me wrong. He did a damn good job, and he totally threw out the rhetoric that he used on the campaign trail. Well, yeah. Now, can you imagine if I took what Trump supporters now say about the election to him, and if I got on the radio four years ago and I said, well, that was fake he 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 did not win. Hillary Clinton's my president. I can't believe it. He stole the election. No. Just think about that. Just think about that. All right, we're done. I've said my piece. Thank you for allowing me that. And I'm Good sorry on. if I offended you. <laughs> okay. Tack, tack that right on. Right. Okay. <laughs> but I'm not. Um, See, I knew you weren't. Like, no. don't apologize if you don't mean it. No, I'm not. It, uh, makes, it, it makes it irrelevant <laughs> when you do mean it. Holly, what's your social media? Radio Holly on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Scott? At Scott Tavlin, S C O T T T A V L I N. And Scott, do you have anything you want to say? No, no, that was good. Good discussion. That was a lot of, a lot of powerful stuff. 
And I'm also just, I'm exhausted. You look like you're about to pass out. I feel like it, but I got a big day ahead of me, so I'm like, okay. Oh, that's going to be fun. All right, I'm Miguel Fuller, M-I-G-U-E-L-F-U-L-L-E-R on TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, all the places. And if you want a Miguel and Holly sticker, we're doing like a little fire sell, but you're not buying anything. It's all for free. If you want a Miguel and Holly sticker before the holidays, uh, just shoot me an email with your address, Miguel at Hot1015TampaBay.com. Catch up up with the previous episodes of the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast from Hot 101.5. Just hit up the Hot 101.5 app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Search Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Uncensored.